Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, Eric, let's take some questions from around the area. We got William in Waukee, and uh, he's got a little typo here. He says, Eric, I'm 623. My wow. wife is 58. Yeah, he's had a long life. Mm-hmm. I think he meant 62, but either way. <laughs> That's a heck of an age difference, William. Anyway, 62, and his wife is 58. Uh, he says that we've been married 27 years, no kids. We definitely saved enough money for retirement, more than we'll probably so than we'll ever spend. And we're both okay with our jobs, although I don't think either one of us really love it. But it feels like we're too young to retire, again, at 62 and 58. But sometimes I wonder why we're working past this point. Uh, He says, how do you help people like us who are in good shape but maybe just can't pull the retirement trigger, even though there's maybe no real reason to continue working? Well, William, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it's 62, not 623. um, (laughs) Yeah, that or I want to know what his secret is. Yeah, I mean, you got married at 594. (laughs) <laughs> um, anyways, probably, William, the, the issue is, is that you have a preconceived notion of what a retiree is. You know, like we have a version. If I say Santa Claus, you have something that pops into your head, right? Big guy, white beard, that type of thing. Same thing with retiree. You think of, you probably think of somebody, you know, gray hair, you know, maybe a, a cane every so often or, you know, somebody you know, wearing the uh, the Velcro New Balance shoes, <laughs> Guess I can't either. You know, something like that. You don't think of yourself as a retiree. Well, a better way to approach that label then is how about a work optional lifestyle? So how about that? You know, yeah, you're young enough. Work is optional for us. We don't have to go to work. We have all the money we need to to pay the bills and do all the fun stuff we want to do. So let's just do it. And if we need something, maybe we'll pick up something part time. I'm just on a walk. This weekend with my dog, and um, we have a, a very big um, path uh, on the backside of our house. And some people passed me, and then they turned around and came back. And then you know they wanted to meet my dog, so I took my headphone out. And they're like, "Wait, we recognize you. We're, we're coming to your class that we're going to have." And um, you know they actually started telling me a little about themselves. And um, you know, and she's reached a certain age. And I was like, "Well, you know, it's planning for that work optional lifestyle." She's like, "I love that term, work optional. Yes, mm-hmm. because." Mm-hmm. What it means is that you have, William, you and your wife have saved this money that allows you to do what you want to do. And regardless of your ages, you know, why not do it? Um, enjoy yourselves. That's what it's there for. Now, your wife being 58, what's going to come into play is that certain accounts that she would try to access have an age limitation to them. But you being 62, not 600, I think 623 will get you out of any kind of IRS penalties for withdrawal, but 62 gets you that as well. So, you know, you can access these accounts, these the qualified plan accounts, like an IRA, a 401k, and all you have is ordinary tax, you don't have any tax penalty, and then wait for your wife to reach this age. I have a couple that, that actually has a bigger disparity in ages than you, and she decided to pull the trigger because, you know, they know they only have 
there's so many years you got vitality to do the things, right? Right. And so they want to do those now and enjoy as opposed to waiting for her to get to an age. He'd be a more advanced age and just if there's issues, right? Mm-hmm. Because traveling and doing the fun stuff, it, it takes some work. I mean, you got to be in, in a, you know, good shape to, to do those types of things. We're going to go to Europe and let's say walk on cobblestone streets. And, you know, Europe does not big on ramps and elevators. Uh, most of the stuff is stairs over there. But that's the thing. So it's work optional. Think of it that way, William, as opposed to retire, because I'm thinking that you have kind of a preconceived notion of what you think a retiree is, and you don't want to be associated with that. So just as heck, I don't have to work anymore. If I don't like my job, why work at it? Yeah. Right? You know, Go enjoy yourself. And, and with him putting 623, I mean, he could be 62 or he could be 63, right? Obviously, he could have typoed that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But either way, I mean, he's he's over the Social Security threshold, so it doesn't make a huge difference in that respect, right? Obviously, she's still under. Right. But as far as activating that, like, he could technically – I mean, if they've got enough money, if the question becomes, do I, you know, do I turn Social Security on? Well, he's there. She could just, you know, let it ride for a couple more years until she's there. So, But, again, that's all part of the strategy, right, figuring that out. Yeah. We hope he's not – 23. Right. Because if he's married well, 24, 27 years means he got married at negative four. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but anyway, William, hopefully, sorry about picking on you a little bit there, my friend, but hopefully you enjoyed that as well as got some uh, nuggets of useful information from that. But yeah, have a conversation, run the numbers down and just see, uh, maybe you've already got an advisor you're working with, you know, get a second opinion, whatever that case is, but just see the work optional thing is a great way to view it. So that just may be where you're at at this point in life. 515-226- 1500. All right, over to Altoona and Sophie. She says, Eric, my 401k has dropped a lot in the last few months, and she's got a frowny face. Uh, I'm eligible for a rollover on at least a portion of that money. Should I consider rolling over to an IRA with the hope that I can stop the losses? That's interesting. Well, Sophie, to stop the losses, you could actually do that inside the 401k. Um, you may have a, an account in there called a um, money market or some kind of fixed interest account that would stop the market stock market losses so the reason to move it out is that you want to go into something that the 401k doesn't have and so that would be you know the safe accounts we talk about on on the radio all the time just keep in mind that if you do do that and i would recommend when you do have access to your money to entertain or at least look at planning it right now it may not be the optimal time right now because stuff is kind of beat up and when you do process something out of a 401k it takes them a while to process. They're very slow. It's not like when you, let's say you have an account at Fidelity and you decide, hey, I'm going to sell this stock and you log in, you sell it that day. When you call to do a rollover or a transfer from 401k, you got to fill out the form sometimes, you do it online, but then it goes to their processing. You never know the date that they're going to push that button. And they'll tell you it's between five and seven business days. Well, then they mail a check. So the thing is that money's out of the market during that time frame. Let's say the market recovers a lot and you're sitting there on a check in the ether on the postal service truck, right? Waiting for it to go to the new custodian. So it's always a good time to look at that. But I would say the timing of it, um, that's something that you'd want to walk talk through. Stopping losses, you can do that inside of the plan just by going to a different account. So you should have something that, that is a, a fixed interest type account. Now, it may have a negative return right now due to fees mm-hmm. and what it's earning, but it won't go down as much as the stock market will down. But if you want to take it out, certainly uh, entertain that. But I would walk through the timing of that right now with the market kind of being beat up. Okay. But uh, you know, give us a call and come in and we can talk you through that, Sophie. Okay. Well, yeah, great question. Thank you so much for that. So 515-226-1500. I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling very similar to how Sophie is on that. So certainly worth having that conversation if you're in a similar boat. Uh, 515-226-1500. All right. Final question this week in the Des Moines area from Philip. 
He says Eric's mom is 87, and she keeps an embarrassing amount of money just sitting in the bank. <laughs> That's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, close to 300000 just sitting in the bank, I think. Uh, everything that I say to her about inflation is in one ear and out the other. I certainly don't need money from her, but I'm thinking about asking her for a loan just so I can invest that money and get it doing something more than just sitting in the bank and then paying her back. What do you think about this idea? Uh, well, Philip, the thing is, there's nothing embarrassing about having 300000 in the bank. It depends on what you need it to do. Now, obviously, if, if um, your mom is not that concerned about inflation, which means that probably most of her income needs is being taken care of by stuff she has coming in. Right. I know she's probably got Social Security, maybe a pension. I don't know. And she's 87. So how much more inflation is going to impact her yeah. on the rest of her life is not a it's not a tremendous amount. And what you do is you're looking at this through your lens as opposed to your mom's lens. Okay. Good point. An 87 year old grew up during some troubling times, right? Right. And we're having money in the bank. It's not the return on it. It's the comfort it provides and knowing that it's going to be there. This is the difference between saving and investing. Investing is you're willing to take risk, which is potential risk of loss. Saving is, hey, I'm saving for this money for something, right? Or there'd be a a down payment on a house, a college education, um, a trip, something like that. I don't want any risk on this money. And back in her day, she earned great interest in the bank. Today's not so much. So what I would look at, Philip, is things that are just as safe as the bank, but could get better interest. And there's things out there, a CD would do that, or there's fixed annuities. A fixed annuity is a fixed interest rate for a fixed amount of time. Therefore, people like your mom. And right now, with the rise in interest rates, there's things paying 3% or more on a fixed annuity, which is a guaranteed interest rate. Also, it's got features built into it that if something happens to your mom, such as she maybe goes to a nursing home, needs access to it, or passes away, that it's it's free and clear. It's, it's fully open to you, uh, the beneficiary, which I assume that you are one of them. So that's what I would look at because it's her money, not your money. You got to look at it through her lens, not your lens. And yeah, sometimes I find this is when the kids question the investment philosophy of the parent. Mm -hmm. It's not their money yet. It's still your parents' money. So you got to do what's right for them and what they're accustomed to. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day, using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including
including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.